Mobile Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet, the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ. They are all lower on this Monday here. We are seeing continued weakness in technology. NASDAQ down 39 points, down six-tenths of one percent. S&P down five to 24.25. That is a drop of two-tenths of one percent. Dow Industrials down a six a drop there of three-tenths of one percent. The 10-year ahead of the Fed meeting down 3.30 seconds with the yield of 2.21 percent. Gold down 2.70 the ounce to 12.68. That is a drop of two-tenths of one percent. Crude oil pushing higher up 21 cents a barrel, 46.05 on West Texas Intermediate. That is a gain of five-tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you so much, Charlie Pellet. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets. Carol Master, my co-host Corey Johnson, off today. It is 12, no, forgive me, 1148 in the Bay Area and 248 on Wall Street. The following is from Bloomberg View. Opinions and commentary from Bloomberg columnists. I'm Justin Fox, a columnist for Bloomberg View. The metropolitan areas with teams in the Stanley Cup final and the NBA finals this month are two Rust Belt metropolises, a great, if reluctant, West Coast economic powerhouse, and a Sunbelt boomtown. So how have their economies been doing lately? I was curious, so I checked. As you might expect, Nashville has been adding jobs at the fastest pace. San Francisco is the richest, by far, and Cleveland is struggling the most. Then there's Pittsburgh. It's the only one of the four with more deaths than births since 2010, so it's definitely not booming, but it is progressing, with jobs, income, and real estate prices all on slow, steady upward trajectories. It is an economic tortoise. It probably won't catch the hares, but it's doing okay. I'm Justin Fox, a columnist for Bloomberg View. For more Bloomberg opinion and commentary, please go to BloombergView.com or View Go on the Bloomberg Terminal. This has been Bloomberg View. And Bloomberg View commentaries can be heard every weekday at this time, also at 5.48 a.m., 8.48 a.m., and 11.48 a.m. Wall Street time right here on Bloomberg Radio. We want to talk uh, about the markets right now. Eight years and counting today's bull market uh, for stocks. We talk still about black swans, and our next guest actually talks about white swans. Uh, we want to welcome back to uh, uh, Bloomberg Radio, Ed Yardeni, President and Chief Investment Strategist at Yardeni Research, uh, and he joins us on the phone uh, from New York. Um, Ed, great to have you here on Bloomberg Thank Radio. You. Hey, when you talk about white swans, what specifically are you discussing? Well, I'm just trying to point out that uh... – We've had this amazing uh, bull market, and all along the way, it's been full of these uh, occasional anxiety attacks, panic attacks. I've uh, <laughs> kept a record of them, and there have been 56 of these things. Uh, some have been full-fledged corrections of uh, 10 to 20 percent. Some have been mini-corrections of 5 to 10 percent. And some have been like Brexit, you know, like a two-day sell-off that turned out to be a non-event. But they've all turned out to be non-events so far, and uh, the reality is uh, we're in a bull market. And while everybody's been kind of scratching their heads, what's the black swan that's going to bring this to an end? Uh, I've been uh, making the point that uh, there's lots of white swans with, that keep this uh, bull market going. So sorry for all the zoology and the. Uh... <laughs> no, I like it, and I and one of the things you wrote in your note is you just talk about. 
um, the whole idea that the economic expansion could last for a very long time. We've all kind of been frustrated that it's not stronger, but maybe there's something good in that it is a little bit more of a mellower growth that allows it to kind of last longer. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I think it's actually pretty simple. Uh, no boom, no bust. Uh, I call it the NB times two scenario, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's two NBs there, no boom, no bust. And uh, the idea is if we don't have too strong an economy with too much speculation and inflation, then it's uh, less likely that we're going to have any uh, reason for a, a bust. What, Mark? Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, well, so, you know, the, the longer this thing lasts, even if it's slow growth, yeah. uh, the better it is for stocks. What market internals do you like to look at? Because, you know, we spend a lot of time talking about the, the, the VIX and how low volatility is and, mm-hmm. you know, whether or not that's a good indicator, all this complacency. But I'm just curious, uh, what indicators tell you um, kind of the health mm-hmm. of the market, if you will? Well, I, I look at something that isn't uh, in, in the papers. Uh, it's, it's something that uh, is called forward earnings. It's uh, mm-hmm. a time-weighted average of analyst expectations for earnings, you know, we've, we've got this uh, huge industry on Wall Street and other places of analysts who are pretty well paid to uh, analyze earnings, and I think it's their expectations that's in the market. And uh, so I look at some of these um, earnings services that put together consensus expectations for this year and next year, and then uh, we we look at the time-weighted average of the two, um, and that's called forward earnings. And forward earnings have been rising into all-time record highs. I mean, they kind of stalled out. In 2014, 2015, but they've been uh, moving higher ever since uh, 2016, early 2016. So that tells me that the analysts are getting a lot of good positive feedback from their companies. Regardless of what goes on in Washington. Uh, Especially (laughs) regardless of what goes on in the swamp. (laughs) I mean, you know, uh, by the way, in in the swamp, there's no white swans or black swans to my knowledge. There's just a lot of swamp people and and alligators. And the amazing thing is really how well the stock market has done mm-hmm. uh, dis- despite the swamp, despite uh, Washington. And I think that's continue- going to continue to be the case. It's-, it's all about earnings, and companies have been very good about growing their earnings in uh, sometimes what appears to be politically divisive and difficult times. What's interesting, too, Ed, is that we saw right after the elections there were certain groups, financials, mm-hmm. industrial, a bunch of groups that all of a sudden shot up on expectations of what we were going yep. to get out of the new administration. And then from the beginning of this year, those groups gave back all of their gains. Yep. What did that also say to you? Well, they did and they didn't. I mean, you know, some of the financial stocks uh, gave back a lot, but they, it's, some of them are still a lot higher than they were, mm-hmm. um, you know, after the election. And, you know, I'm, I'm really looking at it over the past year, and financials are up, technology is up. I mean, it's, I, I, I think um, the, the market has had this has been prone to have these sort of uh, rolling cycles where you have uh, some of the risk-off stocks doing well for a while, and the risk-on does well. Bond surrogates do well, and the growth stocks do well. It's, uh, and as a result, we've had a very broad bull market. So um, I think it keeps going like that. What? How? Okay. So then, let's talk a little bit about the tech names that have yeah. outperformed. It's, we know it's a handful, and now they're giving back some of those gains. I mean, if you back mm-hmm. them out, the market looks certainly the tech market looks a lot more normal, if you will. Um, yeah. Are we just seeing kind of a normal correction in some of these names that just have been on fire? Oh, absolutely. Um, I just did a piece for tomorrow kind of comparing uh, the tech sector now to what it looked like in 1999 and 2000. 
and earnings are a lot higher, valuations actually lower, um, and uh, they're not as uh, frothy in terms of uh, the hype with, with dot-coms. Maybe artificial intelligence or robotics is, is hype, but I really don't think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, um, you know, virtual reality is hype. Uh, that may be so, because I, when I tried it, I get nauseous uh, <laughs> with, the, with, well, with, with the goggles. But, but yeah. you know, te- tech stocks um, look like they have a future in uh, semi- semiconductor demands and automobiles and in all these um, robotic uh, technologies. And you and I have been talking for a long time. When you yep. look at this market cycle, uh, is it like any other well, um, and I think what makes it uh, different is uh, the way it started. Uh, mm-hmm. It started with what I would call the trauma of 2008. And uh, because of what happened in 2008, it's been pretty easy to scare the living daylights out of people uh, about a repeat of that. And just it just hasn't happened. So, I mean, you know, the old adage about climbing a wall of worries has uh, definitely been true here. Yeah. And... Um, Maybe the market's becoming a little bit more relaxed about uh, the, uh, the risks that are out there. Right. Um, but uh, I think as long as there's no recession, we're okay. Right. Investors certainly have, have proven to be resilient after the uh, crisis. Uh, Dr. Ed Yardeni, thank you, thank you. President and Chief Investment Strategist at Yardeni Research, joining us on the phone in New York. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets on this Monday. I'm Carol Master, and this is Bloomberg Radio. Bloomberg Radio.